Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. Joining me as always every single week, the prince of Twitter, the regent of redstate.com, Andrew Malcolm at A.H. Malcolm on Twitter. He's calling in today because of technical difficulties, but also because I, I suspect that he is just hung over from his celebrations of his 80th birthday. So first off, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Technically, it's Thursday, but uh, my three boys and their families are all arriving today for uh, uh, for a grand reunion, and we'll we'll have a party before the birthday. So, in case I don't make it, I've already had the happy time. <laughs> <laughs> what is this a, a sort of a Betty White sort of thing? With you know, with... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I think yeah, the really. trick here is. Andrew, don't make the cover of People Magazine. Okay, whatever you do, stay yeah, off the right, cover of People right. Magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, and, and I'm, you know, I'm not exactly worried about that kind of thing. I mean, I'm not. There's nothing to book me on about, so <laughs> that's good. That's not true. You're the prince of Twitter in the region of RedState.com. You, that's you right. You know, that's that's yeah. right. I've got to add. I've got to add region to my uh, Twitter avatar. I've had Prince up there forever. Well, I want people to understand the full import of who is tweeting there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I say, too. The full import, I say. Uh, all right. Um, well, congratulations. Happy birthday to you on Thursday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm going to uh, we'll have to do another special show yeah. uh, in, in 30 years when you get to 80. No, 20. 20 years when I get to <laughs> you are way too kind. Uh, yeah. yeah 60 right. for me this year. So, you know, uh, I, I, I'm well, you know, Brit, Brit, uh, I'm sorry, Brit Hume and I um, have exactly the same birthday in exactly the same birth year. Oh, really? Different okay. places. Yeah. Different places. So uh, every year on the birthday, we, uh, we connect. Uh, online and we agreed that uh, zero to sixty was in like at least sixty years, <laughs> but sixty to eighty, just like about a five-year period. Zoom! It just went so fast. Everybody, all the kids and your kids' kids were growing up, and it's like, whoa, hey. <laughs> Take your foot off the accelerator here. Yikes. Well, that's good to know, I I think. <laughs> I think that's good to know. Not sure that that's good to know, but I think that's good to know. Um, all right. So uh, now that I have something to really dread, uh, let's get into let's get into politics where, you know, the dreading is easy. Um, yeah. First off, you know, the the since we've talked the last time, the indictments come down for for uh, Donald Trump. And I want to talk a little bit with you. I don't know if you saw much of it, but he went on he went on Fox News yesterday. And rather than going on one of the opinion shows, right, he, you know, like Hannity, you know, he shows up on Hannity a lot. Uh, Ingram, he yeah. went on with Brett Baer <laughs> and. I'm not necessarily sure that he understood what that what the difference was, but I think Brett Baer made it pretty clear yesterday in that interview yeah. what the difference actually is. I mean, Brett Baer did a a real 
news interview. I, I was very impressed with Brett Bear's performance. Did you get a chance to see this at all? No, I did not. I I, uh, I bookmarked it um, to watch, but uh, he is a real pro, um, and uh, I've I've admired him. I've I've uh, what do you call it? DVR. I've uh, sure. recorded. Yeah, recorded recorded his show for years um, because he's good. He's straight, and um, I don't know. I, I guess you could guess where he comes down politically, but. Not from his questions. He's he's a genuine, no. old fashioned, old fashioned journalist like Brit Hume, and uh, uh, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, that. very much like Brit Hume, very much part of that sort of same, you know, ethos. And he, I would say. And, he and he and and he took Hume's place uh, on that special report. He did. He did take uh, Hume's place on special report, and, and you know the and. So the other part of this is when you're looking at this last night, it's just a very factual, uh, I want to say interrogation, you know, normally you wouldn't say that in terms of journalism, and I, I, maybe interrogation is a little too strong, but it's a very normal sort of question and answer based on the facts as alleged in the indictment, right? And this is a reason why, you know, when I wrote about this last night, I said, you know, the first rule of federal indictment club is you don't talk about your case in public. <laughs> and that's the yeah. reason why somebody who's under federal indictment probably shouldn't be doing a news show um, and talking about the allegations in, in the indictment. And, yeah. you know, I mean, this was actually, this was not actually the only part of the interview that I think is troublesome for for Trump, but but certainly legally troublesome was that when he started going through the obstruction uh, charge in the indictment, meaning bear, Donald Trump uh, implicitly um, admitted to it, saying, you know, but because Brett Bear said something to the effect of the indictment alleges that you moved the boxes around so that the so that you could um, um, so that you didn't, they weren't part of the subpoena, you know, that, so that you could hide them from the subpoena. And he, Trump said, yeah, but you know, I was busy and I wanted to go through those boxes before I handed them back. <laughs> it's like, you know, that may not be a Colonel Jessup, your, your, you know, blank, blank, right. I did, um, you know, a moment from a yeah. few good men, but it's a pretty yeah. damaging admission of a, both, both the fact that he actually did obstruct justice and he meant to do it. Um, and yeah. yeah. And and what what's he been doing in the last two years that he couldn't do it get go through those boxes? Well, I mean, and, you know, he told Bear just like maybe a sentence or two earlier. Well, I've been very busy, but he yeah. had those boxes for over a year at Mar-a-Lago, and busy meant he was playing a lot of golf, right? I mean, he had time to go through those boxes, yeah. Yeah. and he could have done it yeah, long exactly. before it it became a crisis point. Uh, but I mean, that's that's more of a political thing. The legal thing is a real problem. The other part that was a political thing about this, and I think it's worth talking about in terms of journalism again, because you don't really see this very often <laughs> um, in journalism, is that Brett Baer went through all the different people he appointed because Donald Trump was saying, I appointed the best people and we got, you know. Yeah, got yeah, yeah. You probably haven't seen this yet, but you should take a look at this, where Brett Baer goes through all of the different people who work for Donald Trump who are either yeah. running, running against him in this cycle or have criticized him, and people that he's made you know tons of disparaging comments about, 
Um, and yeah. and said, why did you hire these people in the first place? And Donald Trump, well, I was like, that's a political issue. That's not that's that's not going to get him any illegal trouble. But I mean, it sort of undercuts the whole. I only oh, have yeah. the best and brightest uh, <laughs> argument that Donald Trump yeah. keeps putting as a presidential candidate. Well, and, oh, go ahead. Hi, no, hyperbole is the worst thing ever. And, <laughs> and <laughs> it's the end of civilization. Hyperbole is the end of civilization. That's right, exactly. And and he he said that many many times. Um, actually, before the election, and then after the election, and when he when he announced people, uh, and I remember when he ended up firing Rex Tillerson, um, and I tweeted. You know, he said that Rex Tillerson was, was dumb and all this stuff. And I said, geez, who the heck hired Tillerson? And, you know, <laughs> fire him. Uh, yeah. I, I, but you could, you could say that about all the people. Now, um, Nikki Haley, um, I think, came through. She stood up to Trump a couple of times at the U.N. Uh, she certainly stood up to the Russians. I was impressed with her. Um, and um, uh, and she left on on good terms uh, um, when um, after what two plus two plus years. Um, Mike Pence was uh, loyal, 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 loyal. He didn't get fired, but he's, uh, the boss is unhappy now. Um, so yeah, well, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, I mean, Pence couldn't get fired. That's that's the thing. Pence got elected to that position, so Trump can't. A president can't fire no, a vice president, yeah. but yeah. No, I know, but he's fired in terms of of uh, Trump loyalty. Uh, yeah, he's been tossed uh, out of he's a, been tossed out of the MAGA MAGA crowd, but I think Pence probably walked out of that on his own, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, he he certainly did, and I think um, you know I guess there's a lot of uh, venom for for Pence uh, by the Trump people for not following the boss's orders on January 6th, but uh, I, I think he's, a, he's, he's shown up to be on, on, uh, on facts, uh, a stand-up guy. And uh, I, uh, I appreciate uh, what he did. I appreciate his conscience. You can disagree with, with, uh, with what he did, but he was loyal as a vice president, which vice presidents must be. Um, and um, he stood up when the president he thought crossed the line. So, yep. you know, good on him. Good on him. Um, no, I mean, I, I I don't disagree with that. Um, but I mean, he's unusual. Trump, or Pence, I'm sorry, Pence is unusual. I mean, I don't think we've ever had a, a time in our history where the vice president is running against the person who picked him. Uh, and um, yeah, in the modern, was, yeah, the, certainly in the modern presidency. That's true. Now, I think in the very early elections in the U.S., when those were actually separate elections, or actually what they yeah. had was a presidential election, and the, and the runner-up got the VP, I think that they, I think that was more or less the the rule is that you had two people going at each other, and you know the the vice presidency was the uh, bucket of warm spit um, consolation. <laughs> But they, they changed that with the, I think it was the 12th Amendment changed that. And um, that was, you know, that was a long time ago. And I don't, I think you're right. I don't think I've ever seen a, um, 
Hey, of course, we haven't seen a, a former president run for another term of office since Grover, Grover Cleveland. I don't think we've even seen that, right? I mean, right. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Not, with, uh, not with four years in between. Um, uh, now, James Nance Garner was Roosevelt's vice president, and he's the one who said a vice president is like a, a bucket of warm spit, except he didn't say spit. He didn't say spit. <laughs> <laughs> no. He didn't say spit. It's been cleaned yeah, up a little bit. It's been cleaned up a little bit for, for succeeding generations. That's, that's like the general with the Battle of the Bulge, the American general, when the Germans asked for surrender and he's supposed to say nuts. I don't think he said nuts. But oh really? Um, I, I always thought that, that was on the level. But may, I, I mean it could uh, be could have could have said F I, I, I would have been happier with that actually, but yeah. I think it was the F word, but I could be wrong. I wasn't there. Uh, I was alive, <laughs> but I wasn't there. Um, and so, uh, in fact, I am uh, only seven months younger than, than Joe Biden, but I've not yet shown the symptoms. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, and, and, I mean, there was more of that this week, right? I mean, I, I, I do want to get into the Hunter yeah. Biden stuff first, or, 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 to be in a moment, but we should talk a little bit about that because this, you know, again, what Brett Baer did was what you would expect journalists to do: take a, a yes, old fashioned journalist, yes, old fashioned yes. journalist, right? And and he did, um, uh, he he did what he was supposed to do. He did his job. He he challenged uh, you know he challenged a politician on his own words and on his own record, and Donald Trump ended up burying himself. He should have said, "Look, I can't discuss this. This is an open case. I'll be happy to discuss the issues in the campaign, but I can't discuss my indictment." That's all he needed to say, um, yep. but he didn't. And so, that's that's Trump's problem. You know, I mean, yeah. if, if he had had. If he had had a couple pounds more self-discipline during the four years, he um, he wouldn't be in this trouble, and so many people would not have abandoned him uh, with the hyperbole. I don't know if he treasures fame uh, so much, or whether he treasures the attention of being asked questions and answering them, and then and. and Sticking in something very controversial, so he'll get another news cycle of, of attention out of it. Um, but it, it's it's like a Greek tragedy. We had to read them in high school, and where you know the king or the god uh, gets in trouble, all because of his own pride, not because of an enemy, but because right. of the enemy of the enemy within, and 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 that's Trump's trouble. Uh, you know, like a lot of people, I, I like very much his policies. I think I could say 90% or more of his policies I agreed with uh, and his programs and his promises. I can't remember a in my memory uh, with, I can't remember a politician and prominent one who, who made so many promises and kept them. I mean, right. you go down, you, you go down that list: crush ISIS, deregulation, energy independence, yeah. um, income tax cuts. You, they, he kept them all, and that that was very impressive. It's just yep. that he kind of torpedoed himself, and uh, with uh, you know, and he'd have a program 
uh, they, is, is strategy people, they'd set a program for the week, we're gonna talk about X. And they would announce it on Tuesday. And while he's announcing it, he would go off on a tangent on something else. So the media ignored X and he started a new controversy. And that's where a lot of people, I think, fell off over time. Uh, like you pointed out last week, Trump was a novelty and very refreshing in 2015 and 16. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. But now, well, even in 20, he, he had a record and he, he left an impression uh, with me of all those policies that I agreed with, but also with many that he, um, he talked too much. And if he just kept his mouth shut, and avoided punching back on every single trivial thing, uh, yeah. people wouldn't have that that sense of, oh, I'm so tired of the turmoil. Well, you know, there's a lot yeah. of things to be tired about with every president, including the current one. Uh, but uh, I, I prefer a president who had the policies that I, I uh, really admire. Well, I agree. I agree. Uh, and that does bring us to Joe Biden and, and really sort of the different take that we're getting from the media when it comes to Joe Biden, um, which is, you know, I mean, last week, I think it was on Thursday or Friday, right? He gets up and he starts rambling about pistol braces. Now, pistol brace is just a stabilizing brace that allows you to aim a pistol a little bit better, um, which arguably also means that you could fire a little faster, but it's still one you know one one trigger pull per bullet it's and joe biden got up and started rambling about how this basically turns you know pistols into automatic weapons which it doesn't uh, and and which makes them higher caliber which is insane there's <laughs> caliber is fixed people if you have a 38 you're going to fire 38s through it if you've got a 22 you're going to fire 22s from it you don't take a 22 pistol with a pistol brace and suddenly it magically turns into a 45 magnum i mean it's it's, it's one of the dumbest things i've ever heard in my entire life and i've listened to joe biden for decades i mean and yet you know what is, what is the media report well he's folksy and he's you know he sometimes he sometimes says things that that flummox his uh, his own people, but that's because he's got folksy mannerisms. And the the the, the, yeah. the, the, the and, and, yeah, go ahead. And yeah, and to say that he's done this forever is crap. I mean, so what? He wasn't president forever, right? Uh, and pe people treated him like a crazy uncle at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Uh, and about, yeah. oh, there he goes again. And now, uh, yeah, here we go talking about that and this. Um, but now he's president with access to the nuclear launch codes, and there's a different standard of behavior expected. And right. he, he, in these two, what, two plus years, he's deteriorating visibly. Yeah. I, I mean, you. What's the, the whole God save the whole God save the Queen man thing at the end of that same speech, yeah, right? Same what speech. was that? Now, save now, now, um, Mike Allen on Axios did an explanatory that was. Yeah. You, you and I have talked about the media uh, defending him, and this was the most egregious defense of Biden. Uh, it was so oh, bad. I, you know, and he, yeah, he he said this before and. He wasn't president before. And 
it was so such a non sequitur had nothing to do with the issue at hand. I think he was talking about guns. And then suddenly it's God save the queen. And by the way, she's dead. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just inexplicable. And, and they let him coast, just like the crazy uncle of Thanksgiving. Ah, you're not going to change him, so give it up. But the Thanksgiving dinner uncle isn't president of the United States. We expect them to be presidential. And right. he hasn't been. He isn't. He's not even compass mentis at this point in time. And I mean, it's, and no. it's coming across, right? Which brings us, by the way, to the other big story that just, it was just broke this morning. I'm sure you're going to be shocked, shocked that the Department of Justice under Joe Biden is offering Hunter Biden a plea deal in which felony tax fraud <laughs> gets pleaded down to misdemeanor tax, um, you know, tax no-nos. And the federal gun charge, which was a felony, no matter how you cut it, is somehow going to disappear through a diversion program. <laughs> that was that's a plea deal oh, that got announced I, this morning that is going to wrap I up did, all the Hunter Biden investigations. What a shock. <laughs> didn't hear about the diversion. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, no. He can actually have that expunged at some point as long as he doesn't break any more laws over the next couple of years. They're going to put him into a diversion program. So he's not even pleading on the on the gun charge. They're, they're doing a diversion program for him on the felony gun charge. This is the same guy who was just up at that same speech, you know, Joe Biden, same up at that same speech, talking about how we need to, you know, uh, impose more laws on the use of guns. <laughs> meanwhile, his Department of Justice is letting his own son skate for breaking a felony law relating to firearms. I mean, I'm not surprised by this. I'm the only thing I'm surprised about is that they it took this long for them to cut this deal. I kind of expected them to cut the deal last year. I just find it sort of interesting coincidence that they're they're, they're cutting this deal just about the same time they're indicting Trump and <laughs> and just before Joe Biden's going to have to start going on the road to make the pitch for a second term. Total coincidence. Now, it, it Ed, you're not going to make the argument that there's a, a, a parallel system of justice, are you? Oh, heaven forfend. Heaven forfend. <laughs> well, I got to say this, though, and Ann Coulter just said this on Twitter, and, and, and I, I got to agree with her, is that what this may mean is that, you know, Hunter Biden actually listens to his attorneys as opposed to, say, Donald Trump. But I mean... Um, I'm not even yeah. saying that this is a parallel system. Trump's the wrong comparison here because Trump had plenty of opportunity to cut a deal. He could have avoided this thing entirely if he had just negotiated in good faith with the National Archives, right? But, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. but um, no, I'm talking about things like well, that. No, the, I guess justice, people, people, people who've negotiated with Trump have a lot to say about that. Um, well, yeah. He's a tricky, tricky negotiator. And you know, I don't, I don't care about real estate deals. Uh, and if he's negotiating as a president, I want him to be an SOB. You know, I'm sorry. I, I want the president in foreign affairs to be unpredictable. Uh, and you'll notice, I, I've said this before here, uh, you'll notice that um, uh, Putin uh, annexed Crimea uh, just uh, as uh, Obama and Biden were getting elected, uh, he annexed 
um, I'm sorry, he annexed uh, two provinces of Georgia just when they were getting elected. Then he annexed Crimea um, and only got uh, sanctions uh, right. when they were in office. When they were in office, and then when Donald Trump came in, who was unpredictable, nothing. We didn't have any Putin trouble then. But yeah. now, yeah. But then two months, two months after by uh, Trump left office. Uh, Putin was organizing the Ukraine invasion and started assembling troops. Well, right. and that's the power. You may not like him, but that's the power of an unpredictable president in foreign affairs. Yeah. Uh, now you want you want to be able to predict if he says I'll sign this or I'll veto this. You want to be able to predict that he'll keep his word. But uh, overseas. I mean, that's why uh, Kim Jong-un came to the negotiating table. Uh, you know, you move two uh, nuclear aircraft carriers with the assembled uh, fleets that go with them <laughs> into Korean waters, and, uh, and, and, uh, and Kim, Kim came to the negotiating table, which she'd never done since taking office. None of them have. So... You know, at least they were talking. Um, right. Uh, so, that, I mean, to me, that's the power of a president who's a negotiator, uh, who uh, can negotiate with allies as well as um, opponents. Well, I agree. Okay. Now, I would also say, though, that uh, getting back to the Hunter Biden thing, um, how much interest do you think that there's going to be in? ongoing investigations into the money trail around Hunter Biden oh. and for influence peddling with the mainstream media. Uh, because I, yeah. I pretty much suspect that the mainstream media, who's been reporting all along, who have been reporting all along, that um, there was nothing to these charges, right? <laughs> I remember you know, from October 2020 to some somewhere around mid-year mid last year, they were saying that this was nonsense. It was Russian disinformation. It was a bunch of made up stuff. Yeah. I, I suspect we're going to quickly move to the, this is an old story, uh, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've reported that. Well, no, not enough. Honestly, you haven't reported it. You touched on it, but you yep. waited two years uh, to do anything so that uh, the election was history. Right. Uh, it's yeah, it's dishonest, and that's what makes Brett Beer's um, stand-up uh, program uh, right. more impressive. I completely agree um, with that. I completely agree with that. Um, well, we're kind of running short on time here. I, I do want to just quickly uh -oh. mention what. Yeah, I know. Um, I do want to quickly mention what Andrew has cooking over at RedState.com. He's got a Malcolm on the right that just went up, I think, right? Uh, polls find Americans anxious, yeah. which is political trouble. That's your audio commentary over there. And then you mentioned in your in your VIP column that Trump and Biden each have one very serious problem. I would say one, <laughs> but, but, but I, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I mean, if, you know, well, if you look at them, the, uh, Trump has serious legal problems. Yes. Can't, you can't change that, and the Democrats are not um, inclined to change them. Right. Biden has age issues 
mental is is age issue. It isn't an cognitive. age issue. I shouldn't cognitive say. issues. Yeah, cognitive yeah. issues. Cognitive issues as a result of age. And and uh, he does this pathetic little skip sometimes on stage to show that he's strong and virile. Uh, but it just it's sadder when he does that. Yeah. Um, and then he trips trips over a sandbag, a stupid sandbag, uh, and his talk. I it just I you know I've, I've said this before. I can't explain the the, the media's lack of responsibility. They have constitutionally protected rights, and the lack of responsibility in refusing to address and in fact to defend. Joe Biden's obvious health issues, anyone who's had an elderly relative and watched them decline, yeah. it's irreversible. I'm, I know, I'm sorry. Uh, and um, someday we'll, we'll all face it. People don't want to talk about it because they will face it, but this guy's president. And um, yep. the, world, the world looks at him uh, as a weak person. Which is a very dangerous, uh, very dangerous thing. Yep. Well, I agree. But uh, we're going to move on to the jokes of the day because I'm depressed. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, yeah, yeah, because we don't want to be so depressed here. We want to, we want to, let's have some happy talk. I'm depressed. So let's do, okay. You want me to go first? I'll go first with the joke first. Hang on for just a second. Uh, So, um, so here's one. there's a wife who wanted to be romantic, you know, uh, with her husband, decided that she'd send her husband a text uh, while she was out having coffee with a friend. And so she texted, if you were sleeping, send me your dreams. If you're laughing, send me your smile. If you're eating, send me a bite. If you're drinking, send me a sip. If you're crying, send me your tears. I love you. And then a few minutes later, her husband texted back saying, I'm on the toilet. Please advise. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know what to do in that sort of situation, you know? So there you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's like, what I'm uh, that's like. A, that's like a guy saying uh, to a woman, I love you. And she says, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not a, not a, not necessarily a good signal. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's, what's one of yours? I don't have one. Oh, okay. So I'll give you one more. So I, I'll do it. I no, it's, yeah, it's your I birthday can't, week. Can't. So I should be doing the work anyway, right? It's your birthday week. All right. So here's right. another. If you love something, set it free. If it comes back, it will always be yours. If it doesn't come back, it was never yours to begin with. But if it just sits in your living room, messes up your stuff, eats your food, uses your telephone, takes your money, and doesn't appear <laughs> to realize that you set it free, you either married it or gave birth to it. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's a shocker. <laughs> there was another one about it. If you love something, uh, set it free. If it comes back, it was yours. You say, if it comes back, nobody else wanted it. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. One last one for you. you you'll like this one. Two kids okay. are arguing. Their two kids are arguing over 
which, uh, whose father is a bigger scaredy cat, right? The first kid says, my dad is so scared that when lightning strikes, he hides underneath the bed. Second kid replies, yeah, well, that's nothing. My dad's so scared that when my mom has to work the night shift, he sleeps with the lady next door. Oh, 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 um, bum, uh -oh. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've covered all it all. Right. The jokes of the day. So Andrew Malcolm, happy yeah. birthday to the Prince of Twitter, the regent of redstate.com at AH Malcolm on Twitter. Always so much fun being with you. And hey, man, we've been doing this for 15 years. You're just the best. Yeah. Period. End of story. Oh, and, uh, thank you. Thanks so much for being. Thanks so much for being part of this. I have a blast every single time, man. Well, so do I. And I, I thank you for your patience with me over all this time, and for the people for listening, uh, and uh, for for letting me be on the phone this week. Uh, and I will uh, see you next week and see everybody. Thank you, Ed, for everything. See you next week. <laughs>